Ladies and gentlemen, welcome out, Mr. Jason B. Good afternoon, everybody. How you all doing? Welcome to Good Vibes with Jason B. Broad Minds and More podcast. Let's get a little bit of uh, more added for today, more value. Like I said, I'm still working on my episode, Epigenetics, um, the study of human programming and how it affects your life, what goes on. So we're going to dive in just a little bit of it, but not too much because I wanted to put this out because I just encountered something or let's just say a group of people that were putting a blame to um, their circumstances uh, for why an outcome came out. So we know the, uh, the formula that I use from Jack Canfield that says event plus response equals outcome. Okay, so I was waiting in line to deal with a certain particular paperwork situation and these people were explaining, well, um, the reason why I could not uh, meet the deadline was A plus B and C. And I'm just listening to it. And then they added extra elements onto their equation, basically, of their problem. Of And the, the business was basically saying, um, I'm sorry, I cannot help you. Uh, you. You were given 30 days and you, you just can't do that. Uh, I'm sorry, the limitation has passed. And um, now how long really is it for 30 days? I mean... First, uh, the person was, you know, part of their blame or their excuse was, well, hey, I haven't been hardly home. Okay, so let's take that apart really in its essence. Um, The statement, I've hardly been home. So there is an element that they have been home, right? And no matter how you're busy, how you're doing, um, whatever, Um, whatever's going on, you have been home. So checking your mail for most people is a daily routine. But I understand on the flip side that most people, or there are a lot of people that don't look at their mail when they receive it every day either. Most of the time it's bills, you know, advertisements and so on and so forth. So it's not something you really want to look at. But when it becomes a public notice and it's dealing with a a public entity or a government or a city or whatever, and they state, hey, you've got 30 days to respond to this. More than likely, when you see the city uh, notices or county or even state, it's best to take it seriously. Even if you don't want to deal with the issue at hand right away, at least be aware of it. So, you know, these people were basically explaining their situation and as listening it's like they gave up their position now if it had happened where I didn't receive it you know yeah things can get lost in the mail it, it can happen you know but still that doesn't alleviate your responsibility to your situation so when I was listening to them and um, and then the clerk took a break and they were talking amongst themselves and they were talking long enough where everyone really could hear him. It's just like, you know, they're blaming the, the, 
the position of the entity that they were dealing with. But, you know, and then they said, well, motherfuckers think I got time to deal with all this shit. And, you know, and I'm dealing and I'm listening to some ghetto people, you know, and it's just like, you know, I'm thinking as, you know, an individual, my programming or how I was raised was be respectful to yourself and to others. Now, I was treated that way to a point and raised that way to a point, but I still had to develop on my own and why. So I really got to thank my grandparents for that structure, you know, and also my mother at times when we went to church. So part of my early programming was, you know, hello, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. You know, things like that. That was like part of the ritual growing up from a little boy, you know, and, um, so already the lady, as she was talking to her friends was given away that her programming was that how she talked disrespectful, not only to herself, but about the entity that she was dealing with. Now, so should she expect or should she deserve a little bit of empathy or, or sympathy? Um, I'm going to have to say no, you know, but still I have to give that little bit of flexibility because things can happen and not everyone's trained the same, but that training from when you're very little, you know, you're cheered on, you know, you're the ba- most babies are cheered and, and celebrated and, uh, and so grateful, but that's in the good atmosphere. Now there's atmospheres where your parent and say like both parents aren't there. You're fighting, you're struggling, you're going through all this shit. And then you're yelling and screaming about, you know, from whoever and fighting with whoever, and then come to find out, you know, that the, the negative responses from that training, even as as an infant, even though you may not think it affects them, it programs them to stress, the stress hormone, um, that goes along with your brain. So it's like also a memory spot or a hard spot, recovery spot in training. And you may not think it affects things, but it does. So from that training, it leads up into the adult ages. And so where, when do we give some leeway? When do we give an excuse? When do we, you know, give the ability to be understanding and and that's a really tough call so we're going to take a little bit of a break and we're going to come right back to this and i'll be right back okay somewhere, somewhere in life, somewhere in your company, somewhere, even sometimes not even presently, but your attitude overall can create this type of programming where it's, it's like a defensive mechanism or it's a resort of this is how we act uh, according to these circumstances, these situations, these stressors, or even the happiness, you know, so we always have the opportunity to, um, 
to work on that. So like I was saying about children, and I see it especially with my kids. Um, I have not always been the greatest dad. I've been the dad that's yelled, screamed, um, I've spanked. But as I'm learning, I mean, I've got a one-year-old, and as I'm learning with, uh, you know, with a new thought process about my parenting and the impact, it's gonna, you know, uh, we're gonna reprogram the way that things are turning out. And how this really, you know, you can really see is like, you ever ask the question, why do rich people or people in leadership, you don't see them as stressed. You don't, and sometimes you see them making really stupid decisions, but yet they they are making the money. And then you're, you've got the, I call it the, the underdogs who are working so hard to get to leadership and they completely abandoned for where they came from, their culture, everything. And you see this in so many different cultures, you know, and all walks of life, it doesn't matter, but these people are constantly struggling to make that success point. So we have to look at how they were programmed, you know, for responses because a child from the, I forget where it was said, a Jesuit once says, you know, give me your child from seven years old and I'll show you the man or the woman. You know, they can train them to how they're going to be for the rest of their life. And yeah, between one and two, a child can learn so much you don't even understand. And as I'm watching my, my little one, my Valentina, you know, she's learning English and Spanish literally at the same time. Now try to apply that to an adult you know, who's already passed the adolescence of, uh, of learning, you know, it's a blank slate. And so that's really what we're trying to get at and how we can effectively train. So you can read all the self-help books you want. You can rely on the self, the laws of attraction, <laughs> but ultimately what goes into the laws of attraction is your reactions and your actions, right? And your thought process. So how do we program ourselves to do the right things, the right times, the right way, or a better way to be prosperous? And non-prosperity is a sign of blockages, which I've been learning about. You know, this is all brand new to me. So as I'm speaking about it, I'm learning about it um, in, in such a big way. So, you know, like I was talking about children, you know, the kids that, you know, when you're fighting and you're yelling, whatever, even if you're yelling at your other other children and you've got a little one, you're still making a digital and vocal imprint on their memory. And on their memory, it's going to serve them of how they're going to act accordingly to the situation. So, perfect example, uh, when it comes to abuse, uh, an abusive father was recollecting his childhood and saw his father abusing his mother. So the value of the mother wasn't as important or the woman's female gender wasn't important that the male gender or, or sex is uh, considered dominating alpha. So we say what they found was, and, and I forget which study it exactly was, or they're, they're finding out is, you know, abuse begins at childhood, and it's taught in childhood, believe it or not. So, um, 
you know, big deal. And it's like they're finding that most abusive parents were abused themselves. So it's a cycle of programming of how to react in the situation. You know, the same goes for racism. Racism isn't, you know, it's not born in us necessarily. It's taught. So say like you take a white child raised around only white people, never seen a black person, never seen an Asian, never seen a Mexican or any other culture and give them an encounter in their teen years encountering those cultures for the first time. And I'll bet out of my own theory, nine times out of ten, the white child is going to be curious and like, why are they that way? So a, a beginnings of a separatist attitude and possibly into racism of like, they're not like me, their color is not like me, their hair is not like me, you know, the way they talk is not like me, so it's foreign. And, you know, racism, like I said, is programmed and taught, you know, um, and I am related to people, to family that are racist. I mean, some of my family on the East Coast, they very identify well with the Ku Klux Klan, and I have a great-great-grandmother and grandfather that were Grand Dragons. I'm not proud of this history, but it's okay. So anyway, so the attitude towards something indifferent begins to shape. Then, you know, it begins to shape into the action, uh, how they're going to treat those people, you know. Same with with gender. Um, You know, if men are are abusing women and they were abused, for them, their programming is it's okay to do this woman. To put her in line to get my way, it's okay to do this to a woman. So in reality, it's not so much, um, you know, that the person may be totally bad, they just learned very bad programming. Well, if you ask Jason, well, how do I unprogram myself? So this Dr. Watson that I've been watching, he said, there is a way to deprogram the mind, even after seven, and they're saying that what we learn, you know, cognitively, you know, hardwired in is through our subconscious, and he basically says, and I, I, I strongly agree with him on a lot of points and merit, because you could play something like a piece of music and put a message in it, underlying in it. And you're not going to identify it just by listening to it right away, but it could be, you know, put an imprint in your mind for your subconscious while you're asleep, where the brain is most receptive to this is how this thing is. So in the conscious mind, it's only reacting to how the mind has been programmed all along, right? So... Um, they're saying ways of hypnosis, meditation, um, and uh, and there's one other way that I haven't I have not really read too much into it, but there's another way, you know, to program the subconscious. So working on the subconscious is really going to be a predicator of 
how we're going to make our decisions, how we're going to react to people, situations, events, you know, um, decision-making. So it is really, really important to be mindful of the influences even in the conscious mind. So then when people say, or the foregone conclusion is, surround yourself with successful people, and more than likely, you will act and think like a successful person. So getting back to my example of, you know, the ladies, you know, dealing with that business, and they were given their excuse, is it their fault, necessarily, to how things are coming out? Yes and no. So, if you don't understand as an adult a good moral compass that helps you govern your decisions, then, you know, you can't expect much leeway, you know, because ultimately there's no such thing as an accident, really. It really isn't, you know, and there's no sign, there's no coincidence, I don't Everything is, happens for a reason and purpose designed accordingly to the event and response of whatever. So, you know, I was talking to Mr. No Show about the importance of how we make imprints, you know, a couple weeks ago about our community. You know, he was talking like, oh, I don't, you know, and, and Cybershops was talking about cops. You know, and it goes to their programming, their training. They rely on their training. When, when cops behave badly or spawn in a certain area, in a certain environment, that's how they're going to feel. They have a training and mechanism of programming to treat people in a certain way. So, is it the police's fault to take extra force on in certain environments, certain people? Not necessarily, but they don't get away with it either. You know, a certain level of consciousness of humanity needs to be taught. So, say like you got a poor community, a poor area, cops, police officers tend to have to respond more frequently in a poor neighborhood as opposed to a rich neighborhood. So when their police officer is patrolling a rich neighborhood, his Radar, when he sees something that doesn't normally operate or behave in a certain way in a, in a certain environment, yes, they're going to be more aggressive, just like if they had to go to a poor area. So when they say surround yourself with like-minded people, it's going along with the programming of the person. And so a perfect example is, uh, I would have to say Donald Trump as a result of his father's training. Um, it's been discovered that his man, his father was a, was a shifty businessman. He cheated people. He filed businesses under his kids' names to cheat the tax system. And um, you can look that up and verify that and see if, if it's factual or not. But this is a truth that I strongly believe it is almost factual and does, has existed. So anyway, so Donald Trump never served the armed forces. Went, I believe he went to a military academy for schooling, but dodged the draft according to 
rich man's mentality. Then in business, you know, he's behaved just like his father. And so when he responds publicly, it's like narcissism. Narcissism was taught to him, therefore he relies on that for survival. So what can we do? You know, it's an example of your programming. You know, how are we going to change our programs? And I'm going to actually talk about that in epigenetics because that episode that's coming out is really going to make handy. So the reason why I'm making this episode is so what can we do today? What can we do now? Beyond the laws of attraction, you know, in order to train your subconscious mind, um, you have to create the habit. It's like you want to lose weight. It's a fact those who go to the gym will have a stronger chance of losing weight and getting in shape than opposed to the people who don't or go to the gym once in a while or people who just rely on diet. So the habit forming is really going to make the programming exist. You know, you do it enough times, you become good at it. You know, just like one of my daughters training in swimming, she's become better and better and better through time. So anyhow, going forward, um, you know, you have to understand that the habit, you can start today. So say like if you're really depressed, you're not feeling good, you're going to have to do something that is normally not in your training, but you're going to have to start practicing every day, look in the mirror, smile in the mirror, look at yourself and tell you, I'm proud of myself, I'm proud of you doing better, you know, you're going to have to say it so many, like over 10,000 times for it to actually take hold and be a normal behavior reaction about yourself in your situation. Once that takes hold, the choices, the outcomes are going to depend on that, that training, you know, and therefore it affects the situation, the outcomes of how someone's going to be prosperous and not prosperous. Well, that's all the time I have for this particular episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. You can email me at goodvibesjasonb at gmail.com. If you are here on anchor.fm, feel free to call in, leave a voicemail, just like my sponsor is saying. Um, You know, you can do it that way. You can also um, leave a rating on Apple iTunes or with the Apple podcast, you can do it that way. So thank you all for listening and have a great day.